You're listening to Inclusive AF with Jackie Clayton and Katie Van Horn. Yeah. Jackie, how are you doing? I'm good. Happy New Year. Welcome to the Inclusive AF 2022. I'm really, glad you, I'm really glad you said 22 because I thought you were going to say 21. <laughs> this probably is going to go out in March anyway. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah. When you all hear this in August, it'll, it might not feel right, but it's cool. We're going to talk like literally, I think the funniest thing posted ever was the fact that you went to Mexico at the beach and I was in Colorado in this in the snow snow. Um, and I, I, I do want to call out Michael Malati, who tried to say that your vacation was better than mine. I'm like, I'm sorry. No, I don't like being cold. I think um, it's I think it's what's that's so great because people need to know. Yes, we may be best friends. Not clones, not clones <laughs> of each other. I think we are the case study that you can't be different and actually get along and love each other very much. Yes, yes. Um, and also, I've only skied once in my life, and it was not great. <laughs> it wasn't great. So uh, this is actually, this is a great story to kick off 2022. Um, and then I'm going to make you uh, redo, because I think everyone needs to know the color of that lip. So we're going to have to yes. do that in a minute again. So <laughs> we did that before we recorded, but I think it's important if you're watching on YouTube for you to know the color of the lip that yes. Jackie's wearing, because it's very exceptional. Um, so sorry, um, 20. Okay. So first skiing, first and last skiing trip. First and last. <laughs> well, this was my second or third skiing trip. That's good. Now, the thing that was funny is that does it really count? They ask if you've skied before, but if you've skied like in high school, I, I mean, I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure it's a zero. I mean, that was right? only a year or two ago, right, Jack? <laughs> yeah. 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 The a year thing or that two was ago when I was in high school, I totally um, skied. That the was the thing that was skier. funny, I need you to picture this. So first of all, the the thought process is you have people who live in Colorado, hardcore skiers that are mm -hmm. really into nature. And then yeah. because Texas is so close, you have all these Texans coming out that are all mm -hmm. blinged out like full mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. And um, historically, you know, it's a it's one of those sports. There's not a lot of black kids. So I started skiing. There was an organization in Dallas of black skiers adult they were adults and they gave scholarships to all these young black kids to go skiing okay. and it was the funniest thing because literally i don't even know what people thought because we obviously were not skiers and there would be like a hundred of us coming off this bus like okay we're ready to hit the slopes to learn skiing which i'm so lucky and blessed i'm going to give people that opportunity i think there's so many things that we don't realize or we take for granted that we get opportunities to do but don't realize how they mm -hmm. can be life-changing in that moment um at the time it was like why would that be important it was very nice to see um it, we skied on christmas just okay. so you know on christmas okay. day santa was there oh well good the snowboarding away no reindeer not sure what happened to that <laughs> but it was the is definitely could have been a sitcom it's like the clayton's do skiing it was <laughs> comical 
Comical. But, so have the kids skied before? No. And I have okay. beach babies. You know, they were yeah, yeah, both yeah. born in Hollywood, Florida. They don't. So, so we got lessons, little family lessons. Aww. And if anybody knows um, my children, I tried to raise them with natural consequences. And like, who am I to say you can't fly? Go ahead. Go for it. Oh, you hurt your leg. I guess you can't like, you know, right. So as soon as we get to the top of the hill, we finally get the green light to go to the top of the hill. And we're all get on the whatever you call it ski lift yeah, that's it as you can see i'm a professional i swear to god if that dog doesn't stop honking that thing i was trying to ignore it but it's very funny can we get the executive producer to can we get the exec um i need the executive producer to do something with that dog um <laughs> don't know what it is but don't something. know what but make that stop so we get to the top and the 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 instructor is like where's clay and tj i'm like probably he, and then i was like look they're over there he was like oh funny because that's exactly where i was going to tell him not to go <laughs> already halfway down and you're like yes so they are and so again just another reinforcement they are my children yes right like thank you for waiting for me but really they are the first whatever concern. you want yeah but we had a great time and like we chose uh that opportunity because you know it was outside yeah, we felt better about what we were doing and um, we had to use masks because it was freaking freezing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Tell me about your trip. Tell me about your trip. So here's what's funny. So we went down to Rocky Point, Mexico, which um, is something that I've done since high oh school. Oh, my God. Like, so... We were both in the Rockies. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first day we got there was like 75 degrees. OK, you were freezing. It, it was cold, for, which is funny. <laughs> the second day was like 60 something. So yes, Emily and I were freezing. Emily's <laughs> my sister. Yes. Um, and then um, day three, like to the point where we like were out at one of the, the bars there, wrecked on the reef, which everyone, everybody that goes to Rock Point knows. And like, I had to buy a beanie. I had to buy a hoodie. <laughs> Freaking park. I had to like, yeah, I it was ridiculous on every level, but great people watching, um, yes. <laughs> super fun people watching always. And, you know, I think the, the part that was interesting for me, um, and it's just something that like with COVID, you know, we just were talking about COVID before we press record. Um, we have an impact here in the States and places that are destinations for people yes. to go are, hurting. Yes. And, and so every place we went, it was like the, the tip that you would normally give your doubling or tripling. And you're hearing stories from folks that are just like, okay, yeah, if everyone could just wear a mask and if right. everyone could just get vaccinated and if everyone could just do the things that we need to do to like get this done. Um, and, and here's the thing, I think we all know it's, it just is what it is. Um, but it <laughs> Sorry. Just, didn't mean, to yeah, choke. yeah. I, I am choking on every part of it because it is like one of those things like we could be done, but we're not. So we're going to be in the thick of it forever. Um, but it was a very lovely unplug. We got our ions out by the ocean, you know, the negative yes. ions that we Lovely. all need. <laughs> yes. So that was good. And we did a little, um, 
little memorial situation. Emily had a minute to be on oh, the beach cool. and, uh, I don't know if it's illegal to say what she did. Cause I don't think you're really supposed to cross borders with ashes, but she, did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just edit this out. Edit this Emily, out. that was, was not me. Yeah, that was it, not, don't it, blame it me. It wasn't my sister, Emily. It was somebody else. So <laughs> named let's just call him family. <laughs> family. Um, I was going to try and do, what is that? Emily. Yeah. How do you do the chicken? What is that language? That's <laughs> big Latin, big Latin. Thank you. I was trying. Emily. It's like with... Emily a, isn't it? Yeah. Emily a. Yeah. <laughs> so that really doesn't work. Okay. Yeah. I try. Well, I have to yeah. tell you, I'm going to try to tell the story without laughing my eyelashes off because. Okay. <laughs> Wait, time so, out before you do. See, could you please share with our viewers and this does mean viewers, not listeners, viewers. <laughs> what is the lip color you have on? And again, if you are just listening, you should go to YouTube immediately yes. and go check out the lips. It's called very, very provocative. It is pure very. color envy. Very, by Estee I love this. I can't remember where I found I, I, I remember now it was a sample like in my mom's bathroom, because yeah. even though I'm like, well, in my 40s, I saw it and was like, Oh, this is cute a number of yeah. years ago and put it on and started buying it. I love it. I love it. And, and that's the type of stuff that you need to like have as your new year starts. <laughs> um, a nice is some gloss. really good lips. Yeah, do. Like, good lips do. are like really important for everyone involved. Um, <laughs> Anyhow, so right, you have tell me to, a story. so I'm going to try not to laugh. So one of the things that's really important, Clay is um, vegan. And so what I've noticed is you cannot last minute decide, oh, let's just grab something to eat because you just don't know where to go. So, yes. um, and also we have this freaking COVID thing, right? Like we were talking about. So it was like, we're out of town. We don't know the place. And so I pre-scheduled reservations to places to eat. Good. Um, so, so Christmas Eve, we go to this place that not only has a price fix, like menu, vegan price fix menu, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. also get to eat in these igloos, right? Oh, okay. Okay. So everybody gets igloos. So the week before my executive producer, or well, our executive producer called <laughs> to see if we could get one of these igloo things, not an ice igloo. It's like a dome. Uh -huh. And they had a windstorm. <laughs> they had a windstorm the week before and they were down to the last igloo, which made me laugh so hard. So oh we're like, gosh. okay, don't worry about it. They're like, if we can, we will. We're like, awesome. Um, so we get there and we get one of the igloos. <laughs> And it's freezing. It's literally like. So, yeah, there's no heat in them. It's literally no, just. Is it? Right. It's, it's like plastic. a dome. Yeah. And it's, it's a plastic. Right. Okay. 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 Got it. Like a see-through tent. Yeah. 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 Okay. Shaped like a ladybug. So the funny thing <laughs> is there was a heater on it, but um, our executive producer was sitting by the door and we looked and it was like, I think this is the one that they saved because there was like like visible tears in it. Oh, so on no. the one side, we were freezing <laughs> and on the other side, like legs on fire melting. So yeah. but we're laughing at the ridiculousness that is because the whole time it's like, 
we're going to take all of these precautions to make sure we're really safe and we want to do all these things. So we're in this igloo. So what do you do? And so we're like laughing so hard. And then they immediately bring the food out, like not the appetizer first course charcuterie board not no they bring like the two main meals and then and me and Todd have like nothing so we just keep laughing laughing Clay has these two pigtails and this big hat because it's so cold right and we could not stop laughing and it was bad and then we didn't get our food and then we we're like wait we didn't get our salad and like what about the charcuterie board and then we didn't we felt bad because you know it's Christmas Eve right but so we didn't want to be right so we didn't want to be be those people yeah right so we're just laughing because it's so bad like probably the most expensive meal i've ever paid for for the absolute worst service and we get to the (laughs) end and they're like this y'all are so nice like it's been so rough of a night and we're like it's okay i understand and they brought like our salads after dessert and it said like thank you for your patience which made us all laugh because you a, think that was patience don't, don't no mistake my no. smile for yeah it's I okay hate all of you i hate all of yeah. you thank <laughs> yeah. you for it's stopping just, by you know you have to keep from was crying it a, was it a parlez-vous français was no. it french like the salads no. at the end situation no nope. not so much <laughs> nope this was not a palate cleansing <laughs> pre you know cheesecake salad no yeah 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 no and it's a price fix like you know what we're going to order it's one of these right. things and right. it was like on a list and you know the order of the yeah <laughs> yeah oh, so sure. then at the end we felt bad and we knew because we've worked in the service industry i've waited mm-hmm. tables before that you know it was ready and what are you going to do and you can't waste it and whatever and so right at the end they said well you know we're a new restaurant so you can leave a review and at that point we lost it the four of us were on the yeah. floor like okay Are now you you're pushing it yeah. you're pushing it like we didn't walk out right <laughs> your tip is do better but right. we did give a nice tip because of course like holiday breakfast weekend, all those, yeah. those types of things you have to do and it's really hard out there but it was the funniest thing all in the name of veganism and and covid safety and we just I had to make we made that choice and also the service industry right now is just so it's so hard hot messy a lot of places i don't know if you saw this a lot of places were adding the gratuity on purpose they were adding gratuity where we were to pay the servers regardless because otherwise because you have these you have other groups of people that it's too hard to go out to dinner it's a special occasion they might not have enough to tip mm-hmm. right. I, it's just it's just a mess right mm-hmm. it's just a mess out there and i don't know what this next wave is going to bring i just don't know what it's going to bring and i don't know it's funny because we felt completely out of control last year probably yes. around the same time yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. And, but we, at least we knew people were being safe. People were working remote. Right. People right. were staying in. And now it's like a free for all. Well, okay. So actually I read something yesterday. And of course I'm saying that with the caveat that pretty much everything you read about COVID is like, you got to change with that. Wait, yesterday? Bowler, yeah. Totally different today. <laughs> so they were saying that like the COVID numbers are, aren't accurate because they aren't the actual this omicron 
version um, is not as potent. And so you can't count the numbers similarly to the first wave of COVID because people are getting it more quickly, like it's spreading more quickly, right. but it's not as bad. So you can't call it the same as Correct. the other one. Right, right. Well, like I, I'll, I'll tell you, so we do our Christmas, our family Christmas celebration the week before, um, which I think you and I've talked about before. Yeah. Um, and um, so from that situation, there's like, you know, 30 of us, cause there's, I have like 300 siblings or something like that. I don't remember <laughs> how many, um, 32,000 nieces and nephews. <laughs> Um, from that, I have two nephews, two brothers, a sister, no, sorry, two sisters, my mom, and who, who knows however many more folks that are positive for COVID. Um, they're not, Stop I mean, it. now they're, they're, they're better now. And, and my response to them and this, and I shouldn't say this, and I need to knock on wood when I do. Um, I don't know if you know this, I got vaccinated and boosted. And oddly enough, I did not get sick, Jackie. I know that might shock you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I haven't been able to see my parents, um, people who've been listening yeah. to the show. know my mother is in a nursing facility. My dad is older. My sister is there. But then when we came back, so this was the plan. Welcome change agents to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change Podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts. When we got back, we were going to go get tested, a rapid test, before going to my parents' house. Mm -hmm. And... My sister, that somebody tested positive. My sister's friend, who was double vaxxed and boosted, was getting surgery and found out in pre-surgery that they had COVID, asymptomatic, no mm. symptoms. So they were exposed. And my mother in the nursing home was exposed. So then we were like doubly worried. So my sister says, we waited for six hours to get the 15 minute test and it came back negative like maybe it's easier in Waco and I was like yeah because it doesn't exist in Waco so let me see we right. get to the place to go get tested we decide we will go back up but when we get there at 10 o'clock in the morning they're like this row of cars are it's going to take two hours to do all of these cars like you need to just go home oh wow okay and <laughs> and my um my we are all sitting there like, wait, you know, there's 50% vaccinated in the community. Like we just get, came back from out of town. We want to make sure that we don't have, you know, we don't risk because of all the things like, well, you're going to have to come back. And then we close at six o'clock. So anybody who's not in line in at two o'clock, um, we have to cut off anyway. And then, and then this was the, like my own idiocy, like our own idiocy. Like Todd's like, yeah, don't get mad at me. 
because there's not enough people here to like test all of these cars that are sitting in front of me and because we're trying to do the right thing like we are we have our vaccination and we are we're just trying to make sure we don't spread it here like don't be angry about it don't be jerk faces yeah and it was already like frank's you know mufflers and covid testing site (laughs) and i don't i was like (laughs) maybe maybe i was like an oil change and a covid (laughs) statistics we could just run covid in our front yard be like uh i think you have it not real sure though could be a false positive a false negative that's the other thing so that's the other one that i'll tell you is that so my mom no sorry my nephew he got like a rapid test and it was positive. He got the two day test and it was negative. And so it's also like these false positive, false negative that you're like, what in the world is going on? And so like, I, I don't know. It's I like, just, just stay home and stay in your house. We were, my fans were always so stay home. like, <laughs> we had like, so we had like double masks. We had hats, we had scarves yes. and our, all of our hands were like permanent, like, just the driest, nastiest, crackiest things from all of the the stuff. I think what was bothersome were the people that weren't being preventative that I mm-hmm. saw out in the world. And you just you wonder, know? like, what the what the logic is. But okay, so on that note, I do want to talk about something. Okay, and and it's coming up more and more. I think you know we we talked about this at the beginning when folks kind of sent everyone home. But I want to talk about remote work. Yes. And, and, and more about the, like, what are companies doing now? Because, you know, like 2022 was kind of that we're going to bring everybody back to the office in 2022. And I don't see that happening in most companies, but I also would say like, at what point um, do you just say, Hey, we're all going to be remote and teach our managers how to manage folks remotely. Like I think what that should just be happening right? because well, the other thing is that or, or the mandate, because organizations are having to fully say you cannot come back to the office unless mm-hmm. you have evidence that you're fully vaccinated. Right. And otherwise you have to be remote. And, but what's happening is then it, it's like a punishment yeah. for people who want to be remote. And so I think, you know, they, that, they are starting to, I'm starting to see more software collaboration software and people are being remote, but it is a strain. I've talked to several people, um, as you know, cause of my job, there are people that want to get back in the office and they just can't do it. Right. Which I've been at home for so long that I don't even know. You're like, I don't feel like, well, it's funny because you know, I'm, I'm talking to the folks that I'm working with now and they're like, should we get some workspace like we work or whatever? And I'm like, theoretically, maybe, I don't know. Like, but I'm also like, I don't really want that. Like, I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah, I like working you, from I home. Mean, only if you have to. The thing is, is like, you have to make a determination if something is, is a have to situation and then make that determination. But you don't want to put anybody in jeopardy. And then when you have a headquarters not in town, Right. You know, that's the thing. Like, it's just, it's so interesting, but I I just, I wonder what companies are doing. And I just, I don't understand why, unless it's like a manufacturing plant or something where they physically have to be there to like put the widget together. 
Right. I don't get it. I don't, it, but I also would say even just the vaccine, like we know so many people or I, I should say we, I know quite a few people that are like, I don't, I'm not doing that, which right. I don't understand, but it is what it is. And yeah. so there's also this, at what point do you, is it crossing the line? Like, I don't know. I don't know the answer to this one. Um, I just know that I really wish everyone just would get vaccinated and that we would just start to <laughs> see these numbers go down, but you know, Hey, wishful but like, yeah. 2022, that's my wish. And, and that's um, why it's the hybrid is what we're seeing in the 2022, where yes. it's like, if that is your preference and a part of it is because of, of a couple of things, um, statistically and one of them is like depends on if they have their lease and they have this workspace that's just sitting there and yes. so they're giving people the option <clears throat> yeah right and, and i think that's the other piece is like how much overhead is being spent on empty buildings right now and like but it's also you know this is some of the things that we talked about at the very beginning like the impact downstream that we weren't even considering like right now i think one of the biggest downstream impacts is like kids and schools and teachers and correct you know, the, the mental health factors of children right now and teachers for that matter. And then layer on top of that, these completely asinine TikTok challenges of like hurting teachers or stealing something from the classrooms or whatever, which I, I, I do not understand what parent isn't beating their children if they do that. And I'm sorry, I'm advocating. <laughs> I don't think that's the answer. <laughs> I'm advocating children being beaten if that is what they are doing. <laughs> no, just kidding. Not really. Um, but like it, this is also it goes, you know, it's also the your children are not always right. And, you yes. know, like, I don't know how I know that you you shared a couple stories here about different things with schools, but I, my no, parents but I, were both educators. Right. No, my parents, but like, it was the, the teacher is always right. Period. Right. And I don't know how it was. It must've been your, lovely. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I told wonderful. you. Yeah. Well, in fourth grade, I got in trouble <laughs> by one of my teachers and I thought my parents are going to murder me, but, um, not as a euphemism, like no, legit, <laughs> legit, like there was fear. <laughs> but I also had my dad as like my science teacher in seventh and eighth grade. I did get in trouble for passing a note to one of my friends and in, in one of, I don't know if it was seventh or eighth grade. And it was literally like a wait till we get home situation. <laughs> oh God. Dang. <laughs> Which, yeah. Well, and it's funny because my dad is like, the, was the most like gentle giant ever. And so it was also like the everyone knew in the classroom, like <laughs> you don't mess with them kind of thing. And right. so it was like, literally like, we'll talk about this later. And I was like, Oh, Nelly. <laughs> um, yeah, not great. Well, but anyways. the thing that I'm concerned about, and I was just thinking about this is that, um, the, the people, one of the things that we're doing at, at, at where I work at Textio is like making sure that we're giving people money so that they can have their home office and get the yes. things that they need. Yes. Um, what I, uh, I'm responsible for this. So what's happening at my company, I can't speak for everyone, is mm -hmm. how that affects diversity and inclusion, making sure that you're holding people accountable. And mm -hmm. the group that I must, I'm most concerned about right now are introverts. Yes. Um, and making sure that people feel heard and also the time it takes for those different personality types that need time to think. 
right before they process which i don't do that very well but i've heard that there's people who do that i've heard um, that too yes <laughs> we've heard that um it's also why we we have this podcast like we're the opposite of those two things you know mm -hmm. like and I get very concerned about that. I think that we're going to see a lot of loud people get promoted and a lot of quiet people that may want to step up, not get those opportunities if people aren't yeah. helping. Yeah, but I would also say that's kind of been the way it's been, been the thing. anyhow. You but know, now like it's even, even worse, office, yes, right? It's amplified for sure. And Absolutely. there's people yes. I will never forget. So I've worked remote forever, but I remember getting a call once from um, a member of the exec team that says, I don't feel like they're working. It's like, what, the, what are you talking about? I just don't I went feel to it. My psychic and I, feel... I just yeah. don't have the vibe. And, and it's like, what, what, that's really a personality type, you know? Yes. Um, and I also think that people aren't understanding how you have to give more feedback and overshare than you would um, in the other ways and having those rewards and making sure that your team is getting rewarded because they will have absolutely no way of knowing if you don't share some of that information. So I think there, there needs to be, um, you know, regular feedback and asking and receiving feedback and giving mm -hmm. uh, more feedback. That's the problem. It's like from a yes. HR perspective, we really have to check in a lot more and employees are sick of it and feel like there's something underlying for why, why people are asking. Um, yes. But we really just need to know, especially during this great resignation. And mm -hmm. um, the reason the 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 bottom line is that people have to feel engaged that their work is important and that they're being valued and that's very difficult remote can i clarify sorry yes can i clarify one thing of course i think when we say feedback people immediately go to constructive feedback mm. and what i would say is you know you're talking about engagement and and it, it it's stuff as simple as sending a message on slack of hey Good morning. That's right. That's right. <laughs> How are we doing? Yeah. I'm not it, even talking not, like. Yeah. Like it, it's not, it doesn't need to be super deep, but I, I think that it's like the touch points that you have with your employees are, have to shift slightly because you're not seeing yes. them in the hallway by the water cooler at lunch, whatever it might be. And so it's those touch points that I think are missing. But I also would say this is where the training of the managers is so critical. Yes of are you teaching them how to give feedback? Because I, I know, and it's, I mean, this is such a, a thing, especially for like founders and like for really like the engineering brains of they a lot of times are also introverted or if they aren't, they don't want to be mean. And they think that giving feedback is mean. And I, I, I wish that we could somehow change that stigma that it's not mean to tell people how they're doing good and constructive like hey here are some things to be working on here's what you're kicking butt at so i just i don't know no um, i think i i was i was saying to the at one of the things that i think um i'm trying to implement and i know that we have people at my organization that listen to the podcast but when i think about accountability especially with diversity inclusion i've started to try to build a program like a getting away from being nice and getting mm -hmm. into being kind, yes. which includes that type of feedback. Like, like if somebody asks you if their dress is pretty and they're about to get hit by a bus, 
you need to tell him to get out of the way of the bus. Like, I don't right. care. <laughs> That's me being kind right now. Or I could say, well, I don't know. Yellow was kind of a little. And then they're, you know, gone. Dead. It's gone. gone. Yeah. So that's the difference where you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Your dress is beautiful. If you'd like to keep it that way. <laughs> if it'll make you way. get out of the way. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, I think your dress is ugly just so they're mad. So they'll get out of the way of the bus, whatever right. it is. Whatever so <laughs> it's like a different way of thinking about it with feedback. Like, it's not. It might be nice to make sure somebody's feelings doesn't get hurt, but it's not kind to right. not forewarn them of maybe their their work isn't what it needs to be or they don't have those things. And I, I, I've spoken on this several times when I've um, done speaking presentations and I think about it probably every day that the only right response to feedback is thank you. Not saying that you don't have an opinion, but you just say thank you, you write it down, you call your BFF and say, holy Those crap. sons of mothers. Like, yeah, <laughs> and then if you're lucky enough to have a BFF, like Katie, they'll be like, well, they're maybe that you're the kind of right. So they should have think to about go. that. Let's, let's think about that for a moment. <laughs> um, if you don't have one, get you one. To be like, uh, <laughs> Katie one time said, oh, I think, I think people think I mean, it was like, well, it's like, I'm not mean. You started. <laughs> right. It's like, it's like, okay, let's, but, let's unpack it. But you have to learn how to get feedback and give feedback. So people will continue to give you feedback because they feel safe. Yes. Yes. And, and I like your idea around the nice versus kind. And then this is something that has come up a few times, I think over the last year or two, that it is that, especially for women, we were told to be nice. Right. But it's not kind to say your dress is pretty when you're going to get hit by a bus. That's right. that's not kind. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> and and so I think there's also like it, it is the the bias that we all hold and I I'm very guilty of this that I have struggled in the past to give feedback to women because I don't want to be mean and I don't want to be too hard on them. And and I have had to like go but am I being mean or am I actually giving them feedback that will help them. That's right. And, and, and I, I mean, you and I have had these conversations and it's gone both ways. It hasn't mm -hmm. been, you know, you calling me and saying, Hey, I need whatever you do it to me all the time as well. Like where we will say, okay, what are your thoughts on this? Or, Hey, can That's you right. read something or, Hey, can you check this out? Or what are your thoughts on how I handled this situation? That's right. And you and I've definitely done that. And which I appreciate so much because I think it is the you need to have people that are going to call you on your shit and also people that will say, have you thought about it from this perspective? And this is also kind of where that diversity of thought comes oh. into play of like, uh, I don't know if maybe those are the words I would use because there are times, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe soften the, the, I'm going to murder you maybe part. Not me, maybe crabby. Maybe when you said that you were going to uh, cut their throat, you could have changed that to <laughs> I'm very upset. I'm very upset. I will throat punch you <laughs> two separate things. But I think, you know, if you are in this work, one of the things that like you do diversity work, one of the things that is important is that you have a shell mm -hmm. that you have to, that if you've done it for a while, you can put on and take off. And so sometimes mm -hmm. it can be confusing. Like, did I do that? Was that appropriate? Yes. How am I looking at it? Because you have to deal with so many different personalities um, and so many different groups that you can be confused on what hat to have on to move forward. And it can be, it's hard. 
confusing. Absolutely. And it is always interesting for me, like with new clients, when they start asking questions and I'm like, wow, like it, 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 it is good for me because it kind of brings me back to, okay, yeah, we're starting from this point where so many folks are further down the path. And so like getting back to the, well, can I say this to a team or should I say this to a team or right. can I announce this or whatever? And, you know, being able to pull back from that and go, okay, folks, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. And how do we want to, how do we want to think about that? And, and it's just different. So, um, can we switch gears for a bit? Ish. Wait, really Ish. quick though. Oh yeah. What else? Just when you're doing that, one of the things, especially if you are remote or hybrid, especially when you have underrepresented peoples, you have to help them not just with the feedback, but as part of your feedback, let them know how they can get promoted within the organization because they can't do all the things that we were trained to do, going to the networking events, volunteering, being part of the, all these committees and, or whatever it is different in different places, but also have a clear track and HR has to help build that out for people when you're remote. And that's another part that's really hard, but you have to like double down on people that are like, okay, thank you. I have like, I have this opportunity, but I don't, I can't see what the executive team has done in the past or their activities. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know what it looks like to be in one of those management or leadership roles. I Amen. Yeah. And I, I think that's the piece that the reason why I just mentioned that it, it is like the, it's what you've been exposed to, what you know, what you can do, what you, you know, what connections, what network you have. And that's also why, I mean, you and I talk about this all the time, the networking piece for white people is so critical. Like yeah. I, I think about who's on your LinkedIn, think about who, you know, who you talk to on a daily basis, who you interact with, and, and I'm not even talking about social, like who do you hang out with on the weekends? I mean, who is in your network that is different than you are that can go, Hey, wow, Katie, you know what? I, I saw your post and ugh, that didn't feel great for me. And here's why, or whatever, or, or, but it's also when those opportunities come up, when those different, you know, experiences come up, you can bring people to the table that haven't had that experience or that exposure before. I, I had a, a breakdown, uh, not a breakdown, I had a moment where everyone was like, assume positive intent, assume positive intent. And I was like, no, it just came out of nowhere. Like a weird, you know, like an itch. I was like, no, I don't assume positive intent. That's trouble for me. And people mm -hmm. who look like me, I'm assume negative intent. And everybody's like, and all the, you know, cute white people are just looking at me like, I don't understand. And it's like, you have to understand that me assuming that you're pulling me over because, you know, I have a tail light out and that you're not going to shoot me is what gets me shot. Real talk. So mm -hmm. no, I don't assume positive intent. And I, I, I can try, but it's a struggle. And there's other people here where that might be a struggle. Can we think of another way of phrasing that? How much do you understand the future of finance. I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. 
Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcast, and now available on YouTube. So mine has always been, and you know, with the assumed positive intent, I the counter to my to that or the balance there is assume positive intent, but recognize the impact of your actions or words. So it's the like, sure, you can get pulled over and think everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows other than, you know, a little ticket for your taillight being out. But you as a police officer, as a law enforcement, whoever have to know the impact of pulling someone of color over and knowing that the fear is so real and should be because of the, you know, what they have seen and what has happened for years and years and years when people get pulled over. But it's also like, and that can be in any scenario, like in the corporate environment, when a woman is told you're too loud, you're too direct, you're too whatever, even as a white woman versus a black woman, that's a very different conversation. I, you know, I have been told, um, you know, we've talked about this. <laughs> I'm very direct in my communication yeah. style, mm-hmm, slightly. Um, <laughs> And I know that that is different to be said to me. That is a different thing than it would be to say to you because of the fact that like, there is so much more weight to what you're carrying versus what I'm carrying. Right. I'm nodding in case. Cause I'm like, people can't see me. And so yeah. that's why it's like, you have to, they can, they're looking at your lips. <laughs> they are, <laughs> they are um, like you. I think it's one of those, like you, when you, say when people say think positive intent you also have to look around the room and understand how for who has that not historically been safe for mm-hmm. and so that's why we have this over communication over sharing when you start feeling rumblings finding out what it is being transparent letting people know um so that you have those things that it's just one of those things it was the first time with a that's feedback um well why can't we all like when people say can't we all just you know hang out and be have fun and be (laughs) no No. (laughs) first of all i don't want to hang out with most yeah because i um don't like don't like you but i think this is also i mean like this is the minda hearts thing so i saw recently an article about like lean in is dead and i was like it has been dead Yeah. And, and like, there were so many nuggets in that book that were great, but also so many things that were like, what the the hockey sticks are you talking about? (laughs) See, that's me not cussing, like turning over a new leaf in 2022. Um, But then you had Minda hearts, right? The memo. And it was like, yeah, absolutely. This is great for white women to, to lean in or whatever, but how does that work for a black woman in the workplace? And it's not the same at all, not even a little bit. And, and it's also like for a white woman that has a gazillion dollars and has a rich mm-hmm. husband and has all these things, right. very different as well. And it, so it was on the, I, I'm on, you know, a lot of groups on Facebook that are, you know, just different technology things or whatever. And one of the women's groups that I'm on, they posted that article and I said that the, the example I give of lean in that like how completely just out of whack that that book was, was the example that she gave of when she was pregnant, 
she went to Mark Zuckerberg and said, Hey, it's really hard for me to walk across the parking lot because I'm so pregnant. We need to have parking spaces for women that are pregnant. And, and I, and it was like one of those, like, so did you not see any other pregnant woman before then struggling with her laptop bag and her, all of the things. And so it's like that until it happens to you, it doesn't exist. That's right. And that's the part that I think people don't understand, but I, I, there's a lot of things wrong with lean in and uh, you know, Hey, I'm glad that the book was written. Cause I think it did create a momentum for women to think mm-hmm. differently about how they show up in the workplace and the dialogue I'm, for sure. And the dialogue. Absolutely. And I'm more happy that Minda Hartz wrote the memo to say that's cute, but also, <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Yeah. Oh, like, so, sorry. Oh, you're a co-founder of Facebook and your life has been really hard. Tell me about yeah, that. Yeah. Tell me about having to hire so many piece, so many staff members to like oh my help God, you. That'd be yeah. so weird. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Does she even talk like that? I like our version of that. And I hope well, she doesn't okay. like. So it's Sue. funny. She doesn't, but she does. <laughs> oh, we could have a. If well, anybody knows uh, them, please. I, oh, I, tell I them do. We are totally have, kidding. I, I've heard her speak multiple times. She actually came to work human, I think, didn't she? Yes. Yes, yes, so yes. We have heard, you know, what I would like for them to do is, you know, uh, hopefully this year's work human will be different because um, I want to hear from different folks. Um, not that we have, like, I feel like that is one of my favorite conferences because we've gotten to Same. see some amazing speakers. Um, anyhow, so shifting gears slightly. Yes. Here are my recommendations of things that people must watch today. Like go sit in front of your TV right now. Even if you're working, I don't care. Just <laughs> end, end your work right now. Whatever's going on, you need to go immediately. Um, the new season of Queer Eye is out. Okay. Yes, I saw that. I was like, and I wondered if it was a new season. You were in so love? yesterday. Uh, well, no, I just basically cried all day. <laughs> really? It was really good. It is really good um, because they it, it's like it's such a interesting like time. Like they're so good at like what the current event is, if, yeah. if that makes sense, like how this impacts things. Yep. <clears throat> so they had a a young woman who. um grew up playing football, grew up like her dad was like, you're an athlete, you're an athlete, you're an athlete. She started to transition, um, in her twenties and her dad stopped talking to her. And then they reunited as part of the week that, you know, she spent with the fab five and, and it was like, so like touching. Cause he was like, I love you. I don't understand. And I, I, mm. I, you've always been this boy athlete, all of the things that, you know, that's what, that's how I know you. And to, and even when he was talking to Karamo, it was like, I don't know how to like transition my mind because you have expectations of what your child will be or what experiences they'll have. Mm-hmm. And that shifts. And I like, it just was like, holy moly. Like it just was very, um, Anyone who has a child, anyone, even you know, straight, gay, any of the things, like you should watch this episode. But every single one, they had some kids that are they didn't get to have a prom, and so they put on a prom for them. Like it's just such a current event, mm. so in my mind, and they just do such a nice job. They'd had like a 
a guy from Texas who is a uh, longhorn um, Wagyu beef guy. Yeah. Bill, farmer. Uh, what are you, farmer. <laughs> rancher. 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 Thank you. But he <laughs> like he breeds cows for beef. And and he like it was kind of funny because at one point he's like, I'm going to be your Republican friend. And, you know, they were laughing about it. And they like, of course, are like the sweetest humans on the planet. Um, but also like you could tell his discomfort as they're even just giving hugs to him. Mm. And it was like, oh, this is the first gay person you've been around. This is the first non-binary person you've been around. And so it was just also so very interesting to see like the discomfort lift as as this, you know, very manly, very masculine, I'm a rancher and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Then to have it be like, you're allowed to have feelings. Uh, you're allowed to actually be vulnerable. And we're not trying to have sex with you. Even yeah, though we're gay. Turns out we don't turns out we actually <laughs> are not interested. But thank you so much. And like, I mean, the one at one point, um, uh, oh, my goodness, Tan was like, cool, but I'm married. So we're good. <laughs> like literally the guy was right. thinking like, oh, he's going to try and get me or whatever. And you're like, oh my heavens. But like, it was also interesting because it was the, this is where we are in this country where you have folks that just don't get that this is normal and this is okay. And this is safe and everyone is going to be okay. Um, so highly recommend it. If you all haven't watched any of the series of Queer Eye, please, you know, watch it, watch all of them. Um, that's all. That was my, that was my <laughs> show recommendation of the day. Um, I wasn't watching anything. Like I was watching like the history of uh, like Andrew Lloyd Webber. That's what I was doing this weekend. Um, oh, well, so but I do good. recommend Tick, Tick, Boom. And oh. like... Tick Tick Boom was great, and uh, and Encanto, which I cried in Encanto, and I saw it twice. I've seen it three times now. I've cried every time. I've heard every that, time. and uh, so I don't. I'm not a Disney or Pixar person. Like I'm just not into like the cartoon. And I plan on retiring, like going every year to Disney. Just another beach. Oh, you say okay. tomato, I say tomato. I've been to Disneyland once and possibly twice here <laughs> in just a minute. Cause I have to, that's a different conversation for a different day. But, um, I think that's very exciting. I have been, I've heard that Encanto is really, really good. And then there's another one bluey. That's a, actually like a cartoon cartoon mm -hmm. that I've heard is very, very lovely. And they, they deal with some hard things like death and you know how do you you know for kids like how do you think about this and how do you talk about this um andrew lloyd weber so what in, like you guys are so good about like the music stuff like, yeah. yeah so it was just it was just looking at the 80s and the time frames of things getting really really big and it, it was trying to talk about phantom of the opera because you know it was a book andrew lloyd weber it's been on broadway for Ever. Um, and so they were trying to make some other people were trying to make other things at that same time period just as big. And uh they couldn't. And so we we're just looking at like the history of of the impact on Broadway because we're those dorks and love musical theater. And I can't help it. I love musical theater. What um, is your favorite musical? I, you know, 
I it right now I'm just feeling West Side Story, but I think my favorite mm -hmm. is Book of Mormon. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it yeah. is mm -hmm. so freaking funny. Um, but I love West Side Story. Wait, that's the one you have to see if you get an opportunity because they modernized West Side Story. But it's still has Rita Moreno, right? Yes, yes. Like, there's it's a. So cool. It's so cute. <laughs> But I think it in there are some things that bring it home and we need it now more than ever of, of trying to understand. And they did some things that were um, very different that brought it into play. And this isn't a spoiler alert. I don't think it happened right at the very beginning when they are doing construction because we didn't see that in the first West Side Story. But in this mm -hmm. West Side Story, they were doing um, they were doing construction like and it was going to be. Columbus Circle and the Lincoln Center. And then it was like, none of you are going to be here anyway. Oh, wow. When they started it, like they were like, yes. both groups, you are not going to be able to live in Columbus Circle. Like we're like, this is, it started with gentrification for both mm -hmm. groups. Mm -hmm. Like that's how it started. And so there were some things that, I mean, and of course, Steven Spielberg is so subtle, right? It was just like, boom, like right in your face. And if you know anything about New York City and Columbus Circle, and then like Lincoln Center was not built for immigrant families. No. You know, no. and then why it was like they were fighting for different things and the impact and why it just made more sense. Um, which Isn't is that great. interesting though? Like, um, And I cried. So I hate it when you cry and you know the end came. Like you already know how yeah. this is going to play out. Yes. Christ. But I will tell you, so I go back and forth. So my favorite musical is probably My Fair Lady. But I love My Fair Lady. So, but then like from a family perspective, of course, you know, my last name is Van Horn. I don't know if you're yes. aware. Yeah. And I don't know if you've heard of this <laughs> one musical called um, The Sound of Music, which was, you know, a ex-nun. Yeah. Oh my God. You are. We are the Von Trapp family singers. With those 1,300 kids. So long. Farewell. Avita <laughs> <laughs> Zane. Goodbye. Yep. So, that is funny. Yes. I love the sound of music. So that was one that like we always watched. Um, West Side Story was a little racy. So my mom, <laughs> my mom wasn't quite on board with that. Um, so that was one that we, we didn't really watch until I was older. Um, but I, and then my eighth grade year, we actually did like, did you do plays in yeah. elementary school? Okay. So the play in elementary school was like a homage to musicals. And so they did like our class did, I want to be in America. <laughs> I want to be in America. Okay. Right. Be in America. Okay. <laughs> from West Side Story. And um, I just remember that I could not get the, the clapping down, <laughs> right? Like I could not get that rhythm. Um, and so it was like a huge deal. So, but I, I do, I need to watch West Side Story. It, it is one of my, it's a good one, but it is one of those, it is, it's a hard one though too, cause it is kind of sad. Listen, listen, you will not, no, you gotta like watch it during the day with a thing of popcorn in a, in a, a soda and a box of tissues like you just okay. you won't make it you won't make it well, but that's how i feel about queer eye right now like don't do it don't do it unless you are ready it was actually really good to do it though yesterday like 
you know, first day of the year, like, okay, let's have a little cathartic cry. Yes. <laughs> over all the things. Um, but anyhow. Um, all right. So what else you got, Miss Jackie? Well, there's that. Wait, but you've got an announcement. Didn't something cool happen to you recently, Katie? Do you want to tell the people? No, what are you talking about? No. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> um, yeah, I just took on a, a job. So I am uh welcome back. Welcome back in house. <laughs> yeah, people. Um, so I am the new chief people officer for ChargeNet stations. And I am super excited to be able to build an equitable culture and like actually put into practice all the things that I teach other companies to do from the ground up. I'm, I'm employee number 13. So it truly is like a huge build. Um, and I'm super stoked about it because I think it's going to be really exciting. And the leadership team, the folks that I've met on the team, like everyone is just amazing. And so it'll be a fun one. Um, and so, yeah, I'm super stoked about it. Scared to death, of course, because yes. it is the <laughs> no pressure to build a completely equitable environment. No, no pressure right, at all. Right. Um, and you know, it is also the, all of the pieces that again, you and I have talked about of like, how do you think about recruiting? How do you think about all of these different things? Think about culture, think about writing values and, and just truly building out all the pieces um, which is exciting and yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. So it'll be fun. Um, so yeah, that's my big news. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and with that being said, um, I think we're going to call it today. Are you ready to call it? Yeah, I am. You want to just keep talking for like another two to three I hours? could do that. We have to catch up. We have yeah. so much. This is our over. longest episode ever. Are you ready for the three-hour episode <laughs> of Exclusive AI? It's Are the marathon yeah. episode. Only stopping for bathroom breaks. Yeah, 2022 <laughs> marathon. Um, so Jackie, going into 2022, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. You know, I yeah. normally we say what's the one thing you want to take from this episode. I'm gonna switch it up for this episode and say, what's the one thing you're taking into 2022? And what's the one thing you're leaving behind? Ooh, that's good. Yeah, baby. I am am bringing forgiveness into 2022 nice. for myself and others and just try to be grateful in that. And what am I leaving into 2021? I think I'm just, you know, I feel like just, uh, pressure like that I create for myself right like that whole like I'm I'm in a rush and I'm in a hurry and I create drama where there is none <laughs> like it just I don't know makes me feel like the task at hand is so much better if I it was, it was a struggle to get there so I'm just going to leave that behind and just go with the flow I like that. that I like that a lot I think that that is actually those are like that's, it's just goodness because I think for so many of us, like you hear so much about like grind culture and all of these things. And so like being able to say, we're going to just make things happen. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be hard every single time. That's right. That's huge. Yeah. So for me in 2022, like I, I, I don't, I do, we already have had an episode on goal writing and all this fun stuff, but 
for me going into 2022, the word or the focus that I have is being intentional. Mm. And, and, and I, I think that I'm fairly intentional in like my work and what I do there, but being intentional in relationships and family dynamics and all of these things, like just that intentionality, um, is something I definitely want to be more aware of and be more thoughtful about what I'm leaving behind in 2021 is very similar to yours. Like the, it doesn't have to be hard. Everything doesn't have to be hard. Everything doesn't have to be, um, a struggle. Um, because I, I, you know, obviously part of the going into this new role, there is a little bit of a weight off my shoulders of like, Oh, I don't have to be a business owner anymore. I don't have to think about all of the things. And so I can focus on one thing, not really, cause there's going to be a million things going on, but you get what I'm saying. And so it's the, it doesn't have to be so hard to get stuff done. Um, but the intentional piece is really the, the one that I, I want to do better at and be better about. I love that. So for everyone listening, I would love for you to take a few minutes after you listen to this episode and, and think about what you want to leave behind in 2021, 2021, <laughs> and what you want to pick up in 2022. Because I think there are like, that's just, just take a moment to reflect, because I think that's also one of the pieces that we don't also, I don't think you or I do this. And I think we need to be better about it is kind of celebrating yeah. what we've accomplished. Right. Like I, if you think about what you have done in this past year, holy Hannah, Batman, like it's huge. <laughs> right? We made it. We made it. Well, yes. And everybody listening, you made it. You made it. Yeah. We made it to 2022. You handled and... all that stuff that you thought, I have no idea how this is going to work out. Right. And I think that's such a huge thing. And also like the, what we can accomplish in 2022 is huge for everyone listening, for all of us. Like, and yes, there will be times when we want to put it down and lay down and go curl up in a ball and take a nap. And that's okay. You can, you're allowed. Yeah. Naps are good. <laughs> Naps are good. Jackie is a big fan of the nap ministry. ministry that's right. Following them. I'm an usher in the nap ministry. Yes. Cause it's <laughs> so good. Every time they post on Instagram, I'm like, wait, what else? Read yes. more. I want more. Um, and so, yeah, the more we can be thoughtful about the work that we're doing and, and actually just take the time to also celebrate those wins. All of them, all of them, every last one of them. Yes. Everything's even progress. No such thing as a small win. Even if it's just making your dog stop playing with that squeak toy, by the way, <laughs> last item, last item on the table, um, Penelope Louise has been in uh, training as I think some of yes. you have heard. Um, so I get to, she was supposed to come back <laughs> this past Friday. He wanted a little additional time with my oh, sweet dear. Little girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. To, to reinforce the messages. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, um, it was actually funny. He was, he like texted me and he was like, yeah, she's, she's really good. Like when I have her attention, it's just hard to keep her attention. I said, Oh, okay. So she's definitely a Van Horn. Um, <laughs> like her That's and funny. Her mom. Uh, yeah. So anyways, so we are getting her back. Um, it sounds like on Friday, but I actually get to go see her today. Oh, fun. Take pictures, yeah. please. I will. I will. I feel like I haven't seen her in like 16 years. Um, which is weird. Cause she's only, um, 
<laughs> eight months <laughs> old. Yeah, she's not I even, even a year. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, happy new year to happy everyone. Happy new year. Thank you for listening to the Inclusive AF Podcast. This is Katie Van Horn. And I'm Jackie Clayton. Bye. Bye. <laughs>